Thank you for listening to another episode of Today on SNTR Presents. And today we're talking about the Outriders Day 1 patch. If you're listening to this on the audio format, you might be noticing that this segment is coming first before the 10-minute talk. We notice that the polls and the discussion that we have really shapes the 10-minute talk a lot of the times, so that's now going to be at the end of this segment. Most of you probably don't care. We did see a rise in listenership uh, on the audio versions of the podcast when we started doing these longer segments. So, if you're listening elsewhere, or if you're looking for this podcast, just go to SNTR Presents. That's all you gotta do. Anytime you search for this podcast, just look for SNTR Presents. If you want to be here live for the discussions, go to SNTRlive.com. SNTRlive.com. Now, I'm asking the, 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 the public here, I'm asking the chat about the Outriders Day 1 patch. That is the poll for the morning. So if you're here right now, cast your vote, get your comment in there. It might end up in this recording. It's a very, very basic question inspired by a discussion that happened yesterday when we were playing Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, the new Eastern, the Myths of the Eastern Realm DLC. We play that on the gaming channel. Make sure you support the gaming channel, sntrgaming.com. Now, while we were playing that, though, we were having a bit of a discussion about a day one patch being concerning, being worrying, and a lot of people were saying, no, this is a good thing. So I thought, let's ask the general public here. Let's ask the chat what they think. 500 votes, that's usually around the time we start breaking these discussions down, as well uh, as your comments on the poll. And Outriders Day 1 patch, is it concerning or is it a good thing? Now, if you're listening to the audio version, 500 votes, 88% are saying it's a good thing. 12% are saying it is concerning. Now, I'm going to read through the responses. I'm going to tell you right now, we, we know why a lot of people find Day 1 patches concerning. We get it. I get it, especially after some of the launches recently, most notably, most recently, Cyberpunk, you know, had a day one patch, and it was a disaster of a game, still in a bad state. Fallout 76, Anthem, a lot of big name titles launched, just fraught with problems, even though they had a day one patch. So some people are drawing a correlation between a bad launch and a day one patch. We do need to say Outriders is in a bit of a different situation because they did a month-long demo before the game even launched. So if you're new, enjoy this segment. Take part in this segment. Hit like and subscribe if you want to be here for these segments throughout the week. All sorts of different gaming variety topics. Let's look at the first response here from Droopy, one of the first people to comment on the poll. So it's a good reason to be here early. Droopy says, I don't think any game has come out perfectly. So I think it's a good thing if they're trying to make it a good first impression of the game. I agree, uh, Outriders release is a big deal for them. I mean, this is a big deal. This is... They put a lot of work into this. They've been really, really stressing one thing. It doesn't have live service features. This will be a complete product that you're buying, okay? When that happens, when that happens... You're going to have people sort of saying, all right, is this, is this a complete product or not? And a day one patch is going to help smooth those edges out. Outriders release is a huge, huge deal for them. They need this to go well. And there's, there is, there's, it's laden with confidence and risk to do a month long demo and patch the demo 
in the middle of the demo like it was a week in and they were doing patches and they did another patch the next week they've they've basically done little tweaks fixes hot fixes and patches the entire time the demo has been out and now they're like look there's a day one patch we're, we're, we're looking at a bunch of things and not only that we're going to talk about this in the 10 minute video there is a post launch patch there's a patch plan for day one and there's a patch plan for a little bit further down the road hopefully you know as soon as possible we you know for some of the issues that are being uh, addressed and so for me I just think a, a team working up to the 11th hour is an encouraging thing Tom James says good to see transparency and care about their product really enjoyed the demo looking forward to next Thursday a much needed break from Destiny and a game that showed a whole lot of promise Uh, Outriders demo definitely showed a lot of good things I, I whenever you get access to a demo like this you haven't spent any money and this is a risk that they're taking you have no skin in the game okay you can put the game down if you're frustrated 10 minutes in why i ain't i ain't spending money i don't care about this game whoop and you just uninstall it the average play time of the people who played their demo when they reported this a couple weeks ago was four hours and 20 minutes now i don't know if they were being cheeky and they rounded up but or down close to four and a half hours of play time for the millions of people who play this demo is an impressive chunk of time because that means there are people who landed under four and a half hours and over four and a half hours so of all the people that booted up and played this demo most people more than likely according to those numbers played multiple characters which means they were either enjoying it enough to try it again or at the very least they were like this game shows at least enough promise for me to experiment uh, to experiment with another character. So the results of the demo have to leave them, I would think, very, very satisfied, hopeful for the future. And obviously that Game Pass blessing from Microsoft is going to play a huge part in the exposure of the game, the saturation, the player base numbers. We've talked about this before. Uh, they have certainly said many, many times that they have plans to expand the game long term. They have plans to expand the game for long term. And those plans will likely not happen for about a year. Now, many people look at this and think, man, that seems like such a long time. But I think, in general, this is rooted in the idea that they're going to monitor player behavior and player feedback if you just look at how they quickly responded to the legendary farm situation so for those of you that don't know they patched the legendary farm where people were running backwards and opening up the chests and the community provided feedback that they quickly responded to they said you know what you're right if you kill a captain and you open a chest after that that chest should have a chance for a legendary so they did not overreact they also consider this when they said that that legendary farm of walking backwards and opening chests would no longer work they added a drop chance for legendaries in replayed missions so they didn't just clamp the cookie jar down on your fingers and like wag a finger at you like no 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 you're not supposed to do that they gave you the opportunity to get them elsewhere they left the captain farm alone and then when the community said look if we're going in and killing a captain shouldn't we be able to open the chest as well for a chance at a legendary that kind of response time I found to be encouraging and it shows that they're invested 
It also shows that they're monitoring player behavior, which will inevitably help any future content that they build. We've talked about this many, many times where a game like Division comes out and says, hey, here's our roadmap. Roadmaps sort of started becoming, you know, an expectation. And that roadmap was essentially the announcement of content that had been built that was not based on player feedback or player behavior. It's already being built. Nobody's touched your game yet, and you're already planning a, you know, a roadmap. Anthem would be another example of a game that had a roadmap and content plans and, and content being built before you even had a player base. So the approach that Outriders is taking is a good approach, and we've already got proof that they both monitor and listen to the community, both in communication as well as player behavior. Next response here to the poll. We want to hear from you. Use that poll command, guys. Outriders Day 1 patch. Do you think it's concerning or a good thing? Chris Fellin says, it's a good thing that they are continuously working on to improve the, the game. Agreed about Outriders launch patch. I agree with you. The, the structure of gaming has, has sort of shifted from, you know, a lot of people were saying this morning they just wish that the game could launch complete and ready to go and I understand the sentimentality and I understand the desire to say I'm sick of buying a game that's not even ready to go day one, it's busted totally fine, 100% fine to think and feel that way, but just in general, games are too big, out in the wild there's too too many unknowns to not have to at least have some sort of patches, updates, and other responses in the opening weeks of a game's launch. I'd rather have one day one than have the company wait. Be like, well, let's see how it goes. And like two weeks later, they're like, oh my gosh, there's all these problems. So the demo protected them from some pretty nasty bugs. Inventory wipes, accolade wipes. Yikes, right? That would have been terrible. A $20 tip from Mythrax. Hey, Lono. Catching up on the last broadcast. In one broadcast, you mentioned August Burns Red. I love this band. I feel like their song Leveler speaks to your situation. Love your content. Keep up the good work. I love their album uh, Rescue and Restore was really, really helpful to me through everything that happened. Um, this is a fight worth... Uh, this is a fight... This is a cause worth fighting for. We will rescue and restore. It was really, really good. Um, I love... That That album's good. Um, he's, he's, he's like writing letters to his spouse and he says, you know, 17 down, 17 more to go or whatever the number is. And he says, you know, for a moment I saw the sun shining and maybe that ray of light was just enough to get me by. And I, I, I'm getting, I'm actually getting goosebumps right now thinking about that song. Cause that was, that was what it was like for me. You know, it got dark and just a ray of light, just a ray of hope was enough to get me by some days. That album is incredible, by the way. My, I really think Messengers is their best album. You know, push up against the ropes. That, that's 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 like my favorite song. <laughs> that's an that's an incredible album. That is an incredible album. We're getting sidetracked, but but yeah yeah yeah. Big fan of ABR. They've uh, I met them, spoke to them, had stuff signed by them at their show in Philly, uh, and really encouraged the lead singer. I said, you know, your music's really helped me a lot. So I'm a, I'm a, I've seen them more than any other band live. I think, I don't know, I've seen them 10 times or something like that. Uh, love those guys. Uh, back to the poll, though. Sid says, patches are always good. Seeing the sheer amount of transparency and attention that they've given to a demo is nothing short of impressive, and it gives me hope and continues to post-release. Yep. 
Outriders demo was top notch response. Their responses to the demo were top notch. They are their 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 response to the demo was just was 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 very very uh, respectable. Um, had no clue my guy was into heavy music. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, if it, it, it's got to be the right kind, it's got to be the right kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. August burns red as I lay dying. Kill switch engage. Uh, it, it's got to be it's got to be in the right in the right vein. Project eighty six isn't super heavy, but like we've been we've been big talking about them because their album songs to burn your bridges by every album every song on that album like speaks to my situation and Andrew Schwab the lead singer of Project 86 got word of my my love for the band and he reached out and we've kind of like formed a friendship we talk pretty much every day and uh, he had me on his podcast so yeah 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 the remat they remastered messengers are you freaking serious i've not listened to that yet i've been too busy i don't have time for music uh lately so, in other words, metalcore. Yeah, it depends. Like, I like people get like real specific about what's metal, what's not metal, what's this, what's that. I've never cared about the label of the music. I just listen to music that I think is dope. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my brother was big in like Dream Theater and Liquid Tension Experiment, uh, and I, I, I loved that music, but it was never really like my style or my genre. Uh, I like the music that's a little bit more participatory, uh, which I think is maybe why the metalcore uh, appeals to me more fist pumping, more chants, more anthems, uh, stuff like that. So, the, 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 the gamut of, of, of heavier uh, music uh, was was something that I've always sort of been exposed to, but certain certain bands uh, land on me a little bit stronger uh, than, than others. So, uh, Jose Alvarez says this much communication and transparency has been great, but uh, and the fact that they talk about the future patch drops makes it seem like they have their ducks in a row. It's nice to see a game uh, come out that has a concrete for its rollout, uh, a concrete plan for its rollout. Can't wait for more back and forth from the developers. People can fly, uh, seem to really care about Outriders. And the Outriders demo. I, 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 I always like when I get the sense that they, they're not just making a product. Like, they care about the game. Like, they want the game to be really, really good. And so, um, yeah, th- th- what I've seen from them kind of communicates that. It'd be awesome for at least the first two parts of the podcast to be shared publicly. I think he did a great job shining a light on your craft and humanity. Well, I appreciate that, Red Rocket. I mean, what he does, I mean, it's on Patreon. It's 20 bucks. I get where you're coming from, but it's 20 bucks, and you can listen to literally the entire episode. So if you use the Project 86 command, you can go to Patreon or just search for Pioneers Podcast. And if you'd pick the $20 membership, you can listen to the entire album. Throw my man $20. You know, he reached out and really helped me and encouraged me through a pretty dark time when I got banned from the game and was kind of reeling and not really sure which way was up. Um, this, you know, this this guy reached out and was a super nice guy. So you know, yeah, tw- twenty bucks to show him some love, have me on his podcast, and I get a little bit more personal in the third part. You know, I open up about some things that I don't really talk about all that often. So, you know, on stream. Let's refresh these poll results, see if we've crossed over into 600s. No, 560. A little slower on the poll today. Kind of surprising, given Outriders is a bit of a hot topic. So, thank you for being here this morning. If you're new, we appreciate you guys so, so much. Always remember uh, to hit the like button, as well as subscribe and the bell button. It'd be great if we could roll those likes over to 600. It would probably help this video 
Uh, even once we're not streaming, these videos get engagement. So you guys smash and like during the live streams, you're hugely helping with that. Um, I actually have a phone call with Andrew today. Oh, did you pick that level where you can talk with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has Patreon levels where you can like talk to him on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, TSMI says... It's good to see actual action from the dev and them working on items as soon as they discover them versus others that just say they're listening and you wait months or before they update. Yeah, when they're more effective at banning somebody over over petty personal issues, (laughs) it kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? (laughs) Uh, Too busy, (laughs) too busy banning people for personal vendettas. Yeah. <laughs> They're too busy doing that. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. The idea of, you know, they're they're showing action. They're listening and responding to direct feedback. And they're doing it quickly and efficiently. So, Arc Enigma. They have already garnered a lot of my confidence with the demo patches. In my opinion, a day one patch is usually always a good thing versus no patch and instability. They have already set a good pace with what they are patching and how it is implemented. Uh, Agreed on the patching rhythm. Agreed on the patching rhythm. Uh, Outriders demo blew me away with that. The Outriders demo kind of blew me away with that. I wasn't expecting that. was not expecting patches and updates in a demo. Because typically, demos are stress tests in disguise. Come and do our beta. And it's like, this is literally just a technical test. You're just testing your... You're just stress testing your servers. That's, that's all you're doing, right? So... Um... I, I would continue to say that I'm leery of demos and betas because a lot of the times that's all they are. The, it's You're too close to the finished product for them to make significant changes. Like, I don't want to sound hyperbolic and like I'm, I'm glow, like this glowing review of Outriders and People Can Fly, but like just press pause for a second and really, really think about that. Historically, in the last, you know, three to four years, when a beta or early access or a demo comes out, that's all it is. It's a stress test. They're not, they don't make any significant changes to the game between demo and launch, between beta and launch. We've, we've been here before and we've always told people, man, this, this isn't going to change before launch. You know, that game's launching in a week or two. This is, I think, in my experience, one of the first. I don't know if it's the first for me. There could have been other times this happened and I was unaware. This is one of the first and most memorable times where a demo it gets updated during the demo. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of a big deal. $5 tip from Smashville Viking. If you haven't checked out Falling in Reverse, The Drug in Me is You Reimagined uh, is a great song. Lead singer is the one playing piano. I'm pretty sure I saw them at a show with Project back in the day at Headliners here in Louisville, Kentucky. And they had like a, a mannequin head on a record player or something. I don't remember. It was crazy. It might have been Falling Up instead of Falling in Reverse. In any case, uh, I'll have a really hard time remembering that, but I'll try. Um... So for, for again, I, I just 
a lot of the times we play demos and betas that's kind of a common sort of would, would that be nomenclature i don't even know what the word is that's like a common almost axiom or motto from the gaming community is dude this is just a stress test they're not going to change that much between now and the game and then people can fly people can fly come in they're like hold my beer dude hold my beer we're going to legitimately update this game we're going to update this game in during the demo we're going to take player feedback and make changes during the demo and we're going to use that potentially to make changes for the day one patch as well like these are these are things that more games might start trying to do because uh, more often than not you know games have been struggling a bit on their launches they've been they've been messing stuff up and i don't know i I think that they could you know there's a lot to be potentially gleaned and learned here you know from this situation you know mainly because bad launches are too common they're too common and it wouldn't surprise me if you pressed in okay let's refresh the poll results have have we hit 600 yet we're getting close to 600 11 percent so 11 percent are saying it's concerning it would not surprise me in the least if you pressed in on the 11% here and really asked them what's the reason why what's it rooted in what's it based on I would not be surprised if it's almost entirely related to bad launches they're looking at the launches of games and they're seeing how they launch poorly they launch in in shoddy shape they're they're rough around the edges you know they're rough around the edges and because they're rough around the edges, people are starting to associate a bad launch with a day one patch. That's what they think. They think, oh, bad launch, day one patch. If you see a day one patch, it's going to be a bad launch. It's going to be rough. This is essentially correlation. Correlation's not causation. There's there's plenty of games that have launched with day one patches that were not abysmal, that were not terrible. But generally, we remember, we remember these negative things a little bit more profoundly, a little bit more, especially, I think, I, I do, I think cyberpunk is, is sort of a looming shadow over the industry right now. It's created a lot of angst, a lot of doubt, a lot of questions that people have, like, is is this the norm now? Are, are big, big titles, are big, big games and big, big companies, like, is this the norm? Are they going to continue to launch stuff that is just completely half-baked and not ready? You know? That that's what I would that's what I would that's what I would think is that they're they're associating other big launches and other big failures and flops to this 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 correlating factor of a day one patch. Based on my experience, I feel like it's rare when a game doesn't have a day one patch, even single player games. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Like every game virtually has like things that they found in the waning hours you know they ship gold think of it like this game goes gold they start printing the discs and they have a version of the game that they're shipping okay and in the weeks that follow there are some guys and some teams and some and some guys and gals that are working on the game and they're like we just found we just finally finished smoothing out all these different things in the game we've been working on this for a couple of weeks and we finally figured it out and they're like, okay, cool. Let's get that baked in, baked into the day one patch. Because it's not like they ship the game on disc and then they're like, 
hey, let's spend the next couple of weeks finding bugs. Some of these bugs and some of these fixes and some of these problems, they could have been spending weeks, right? Imagine a a team that's working on weapon design. And there's a pesky bug in weapon swapping. Swapping weapons can sometimes cause something weird to happen. Let's just make up a problem. And they are trying to find the cause of this bug. And it's taking them a long time. Not only are they having trouble narrowing it down, they're having trouble coming up with a solution when they do narrow it down. That could take them months, maybe, or longer. It's just a pesky bug, and it's affecting multiple other systems. If they fiddle with this, it's going to affect damage. If they fiddle with this, it's going to affect your third-person view and the ADSing. Like, it's it's a spaghetti code problem. It's, it's touching so many different crossed wires. It's taking them a long time to smooth that out. Now, while they're doing that discs are getting shipped all around the world digital versions are going through certification okay and then they get it they're like game launches in a week we figured it out bake this into the patch so then the day one patch can resolve that issue that they spent weeks or months trying to narrow down and and trying to fix we have had over a decade of bad launch for looter games. I cannot think of a looter-based game that did not launch in a bad state, which I think is the reason people are concerned. That is another thread to this that I think is really, really good feedback, Pilks. In this particular genre and community of gamers, there is, I think, sort of a growing skepticism, maybe even a jaded sort of view maybe even a cynicism about like if it's a loot based game it's gonna suck for it's first month to six months it's just gonna suck right and so I would think that that is also related to what's going on here Division 1 and 2 Destiny 1 and 2 Anthem these are games that just struggled Borderlands 3 struggled they all struggled now they struggled with different things Destiny struggled with identity because you had terrible people in charge of Vanilla Destiny 2. That thing barely launched as playable. Borderlands 3 essentially built their entire endgame for streamers and a stream team. You know, and like two weeks after launch, the only people who would play that game live on stream were being paid to do so. That thing was all, that was all over the place. Anthem, Anthem was mismanaged from the beginning. You gotta trace back Anthem's problems to like the developer's childhood. I mean, that's how long the tale is on that story. It's un- it's unbelievable. It's it goes all the way back to the early days. Yeah, Diablo three. Diablo three needed. Diablo three launched with an auction house. Does anybody remember that? That was so long ago. That was in the first duplex that we owned. That wasn't even. We lived in an apartment, then a duplex, then another duplex, then this house. That was in our second. So that would be. We've been married for 13, 14 years. That was like 11 years ago. Like, that was forever ago. So games just launch in rough spots a lot of times, especially when there's loot involved. Lord Rain with a $5 tip through Super Chat. What tier is it to make you listen to a band? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Diablo 3 would have been okay without the auction house. It would have. It would have been a complete game. It would have been a complete game. It would have. But... When they wanted to extend the game, did you you guys remember this? A lot of people don't know about this. So there was there's an unlaunched DLC for Diablo 3. Never saw the light of day. It never saw the light of day. 
their famous one what is it, reaper of souls okay the famous one that kind of ushered the game into a new era and then they ushered in loot 2.0 and that completely changed the nature of the game seasonal characters riffs all of that genius genius level end game work just absolute masterpiece the, in in 10 years or more when loot games have gone through this evolutionary period that we're going through right now i believe one of the most pivotal moments in loot based games that will be cited will be loot 2.0 in diablo 3 their their insight into how to meet end game player behavior and end game content loops is brilliant and if it can be contextualized into other games you're going to continue to see that effect from that game Diablo still making waves because Diablo 1 and 2 man this could get really really heavy but also really really cool to track Diablo 1 and 2 inspired Borderlands just go listen to Randy Pitchford he wrote it all down on a napkin at a restaurant they wanted a Diablo with guns having a game with guns that also had damage popping up and loot dropping I remember the first time I saw gameplay of Borderlands I was like and it was described as Diablo with guns I was like I need to play that game okay so Diablo is essentially the granddaddy of looter shooters because it inspired the father of looter shooters okay the father of looter shooters is Borderlands the only reason we think of a game as a looter shooter, which Randy Pitchford, Randy Pitchford says shooter looter, it makes me hurt when he says it. Looter shooters, that's the dad. That's the, that's the father of looter shooters is Borderlands. You have no Destiny. You have no Division. No Anthem. No nothing. No Outriders. It all goes back to Diablo. And funny enough, come full circle... The company that figures out end game loot structure, end game loot delivery, is Diablo. Diablo 3 Loot 2.0 system essentially solved the problems that all these other games keep running into. They, they they basically they basically fixed something that they couldn't have conceived of when they built Diablo 1 and 2. Which again, those are the grandfathers, the grandfathers of looter shooters. Um, and so because of that I think people are going to look back in 10 or 20 years and say that moment that moment in gaming when they figured out end game loot structure with loot 2.0 that was the moment that looters started to change I mean we I don't like covering destiny because of what happened but their push to no droughts seasonal model you can't pretend that that's not in some relation in some way inspired by the rifts and the seasonal model of diablo now obviously they're not doing randomly generated areas and world tiers of difficulty but the idea of a season here's the season here's the loot here's the theme here's the story arc that is 100% inspired by loot 2.0 loot 2.0 and diablo 3's iteration on end game content right and more than likely a game like Outriders I think is in a prime position to potentially really bridge the gap between a looter shooter and a Diablo style end game 
the question is will they be able to pull it off because they've built the world tiers they've built a system of stats and 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 grinding and and combining and weapons and stuff that could potentially give them that playground of for this season for these expeditions that you're going on it could mimic what they do in diablo how often they release that stuff is the question my theory is this outriders will wait approximately one year before doing whatever it is they have planned i believe it will be a new suite of expeditions with a climax Giggity. and they'll they'll have that they'll, they'll have a suite of expeditions probably 10 and then you have your your climactic thing because right now the climactic thing of the 13 expeditions in the base game of Outriders is the Eye of the Storm if that is successful I believe the interval at which we get that type of content from them might be increased, sped up you'll, you'll, get, you'll get that type of content from them more often because they'll figure out how long it takes to make something like that, how long we want that thing to run, like how long, if it's a seasonal model, right? I I could see them letting it run the gamut for four months, maybe six months, and then wham, they'll drop another suite of them. Again, this is all theory. It's just me throwing out an idea of what I think they might do. If it's commercially successful and it has a player base that enjoys that attempt at endgame, I would I would I would say that's 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 where they're gonna head. New content in six months. They have been quoted in their Discord at saying it'll likely be a year before they add anything. A year. Do you wanna know why that is? More than likely, they don't want to really start building and pulling the and pulling the trigger on anything until they have a firm grasp on what exactly the player base is doing. Now, I could see them doing something six months in. They could do an event to get everybody's attention, something fun, something light. And then they use that as a catalyst to promote what's coming six months later. I could see a midway point, right? Six months in, they do some kind of an event, some kind of a thing. And then they say, we're launching something in six months. Here's what it's called. Here's what it's going to look like. A year without content equals a dead game? No, no. You're looking at it like a Destiny player or like a Division player. They're not launching a live service game. So they're not concerned about your sentimentality or your decrying of a dead game. That's not what they're doing. They're not launching a game that needs to quote-unquote stay alive. If it's a commercial success and it has good player base numbers for two to three months they have all that data for whatever they decide to build in the future it'll work it'll work I think it's going to surprise people two spot from Fat Steven Seagal Morning Lono suggests checking out Invincible Uh, is that a band or a song or a game or I don't know what that is Hey, if you're new, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. More people are here. 17 more likes to roll the likes over. Smash that like button, and we want to hear from you. Take our poll. Use the poll command. We crossed over into the 600 on the votes here. Outriders Day 1 patch. We want to hear what you think. Is it concerning, or is it a good thing? If you're enjoying your time here today, smash the like button, and do me a favor. We want to earn your 
subscription and we feel like we do that by having a very interactive stream with a lot of back and forth reading your comments here on this poll this is a safe for work broadcast so a lot of people hit subscribe they hit the bell button and they start their mornings with me and they just leave me on in the background like radio uh going to continue to read through your responses another reason that you want to be here early is you're more likely to be a part of this natty king says I think it's a good thing. They have shown that they are open to listen to the community and are quick to fix things in the demo. It's weird, but trusty vibe get, uh, they give off. Agreed on the trust vibe about Outriders demo. I, again, wasn't expecting it. Was not expecting the, um, the, the patches. So... You still selling coffee? Yes, there's about 180 bags left in the first 500 batch of coffee. We've slowed down on promoting it a little bit because it was a huge mix-up with the company that's roasting it, and so it's it's coming out way later than we wanted, and we're obviously very angry about that, but we don't have any control over the timeline at this point. So, yes, we're still doing it and selling it. We are currently dealing with a... Uh, a company that sort of mismanaged the order, but now it's it's sort of on track. We Essentially, I guess people order coffee and then never pay for it. And we got marked as prepay because they weren't familiar with us and had never done business with us before. And then they failed to communicate that to the sales rep. So the sales rep had no idea. So for like a couple of weeks, we're just sitting around like, what's going on? The label was approved. We don't understand. And then they were basically waiting for us to pay and nobody knew that. And then once we paid, we kind of got bumped because they got a really, really big order. And I think we got bumped so that order could take priority, which is understandable. But also, that didn't help. Uh, that didn't help us. <laughs> so, Slippery uh, Ginger with a comment on the poll here. They have been patching and notifying throughout the beta. So as frequent as it looks like they're fixing issues, it's more promising than anything else. Uh, frequency is a huge deal for me. And the... Outriders demo was impressive. Frequency of upgrade and update is a huge deal for me at least. This is coming from you know, 5 years of a game that struggled with frequency. It struggled with updates. It struggled to uh, adequately capture player feedback. That I think was one of the one of the things that I immediately took notice of. So, people can fly didn't just like hey, we're patching this. Yep, we patched it. We patched a legendary farm. You know, wham. They that's they didn't just do that. They listened to community feedback. And they said, oh, people would like the boxes after a captain to continue dropping the, you know, a chance at a legendary. And that was like a week after they had pushed the patch out. So it wasn't like they pushed the patch out and then everybody played for a couple weeks and got grumpy. Basically, people, before the patch was in effect, started to provide their feedback and say, we don't think this is a good idea or a good look. What about, you know, the captains that you kill that have a chest afterward? And so I actually thought that was a very, very good response time because it wasn't it wasn't like they like waited and thought, oh, well, we we definitely want to make sure, uh, you know, we we want to make sure that they they play for a little, 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 a little while before we were like, no, they just, they heard the sentimentality, uh, of the, of the player and they made adjustments. 
Um, so that within a week's time, they were able to walk back one of the changes that went a little bit too far. We always called it in the Destiny realm, I always called it the pendulum swing. It was like, we're way over here, and then woof, it swings all the way to the other side. If you've ever been to like a science museum, or my kids love to go to the science center, there's that big giant pendulum that just swings back and forth really, really slowly. And, you know, starts to make you seasick in a game when that kind of thing happens. I know Borderlands, a lot of their patches early on for Borderlands 3 felt like that seasick inducing pendulum swing where it was like my goodness are like how many changes are you guys going to make here this is absurd this this needs to stop they were they were completely uh, destroying builds uh, that some people you know had had grown accustomed to enjoying and liking and it was it was it was constant it was this constant flow of pendulum swings for that end game because in that game you would farm for particular guns and particular perks to go with your you know the build that you were coming up with and I think for a lot of people it it became a matter of uncertainty you didn't even know you didn't even know if like okay what am I what I'm investing in right now why why on earth why on earth am I investing in this right now it might go away it might it might become it might become uh, destroyed in a matter of weeks. The gun that I'm chasing now, the build that I'm crafting, like I know there were some early game uh, Moe's. Moe's was the character who could like get into uh, her like tech, mech suit and all that stuff. And she was super, super popular early on. And there was a, you know, there was a, there was a, there was a very, very early. Oh, good, you got a downloaded Hilly. That that game was enormous, was it not? Holy moly! And Moe's had some early builds that were absurd. So of course, everyone clamors to those builds, and they get these sort of really, really strong Moe's uh, builds that they love, and they've got the right guns. And I think there was a particular grenade that you wanted to get for Moe's, and it got patched. It got patched. So, like, everybody was irritated almost immediately with, like, this idea of, you know, oh, another another patch for Wanted Raccoon just went out. A little 14 meg patch, a little 14 meg update. So that's encouraging. Uh, there's still update in that game. It's in early access. So if, for those of you that are looking forward to my review rundown, I'm going to be running down through a review sort of really, really quick buckshot review pattern for all the games that I played on the gaming channel this past week. So if you're new to the stream, thanks for being here. Take our poll. Let us know what you think about the Outriders Day 1 patch and leave a comment. Near the end of the poll, sometimes I switch to the most frequently uh, submitted, uh, the most recently, I'm sorry, most recently submitted comments. Matt M. commented on the poll, I would rather have a day one patch than weeks down the road after pressure from the community. It shows a level of them listening to the community uh, waiting for community response makes sense in some cases but the outriders demo proved they listen well and quickly so I actually think it's okay it's fine for uh, them to wait on certain issues and listen to the community and they showed with a the demo they're like really good at doing that they're really good at saying like, okay, here's what the community's saying. Here's 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 where these the, there these weak points exist, or here's where concerns are. 
it was it was very well it was very well done it, that's that's a natural relationship but yeah day one patch means they're on it you know they're on the ball at, at least from where I sit based on their behavior during the demo Moe's after that started sucking late game her mech became useless yeah unfortunately Borderlands 2 struggled with similar issues of like if they give you a deployable or they give you something that's really strong they end up over swinging and then it's it's sort of a oops this is way too strong we better we better roll that back right we better roll that one back this is this, this, this thing is too strong this thing is insane and then you end up gutting it so like i know axton had his turrets in destiny 2 and they just they didn't scale well into the end game. They were great in the early game. Axon is so fun early game Borderlands 2. Now I know that is some community patches to that game that were apparently, you know, made him really really fun. So, Moses now one of the strongest Iron Bear is a monster. Right. So, from what Ashen's saying and what Jake Breaks is saying, it sounds like Moses was king uh, well, sorry, queen. Moe's was queen, and then she wasn't. Then she was bad, and now she's now she's one of the queens of the end game again. Just kind of that again. That's the pendulum swing that we were just talking about. Sean Peace says, "I don't recall any modern new release games that haven't had a day one patch. The difference here is we've had a widely played demo that actually was a demo. It feels like they listened to the players. Outriders demo is hopefully a new." trend in gaming i hope it's a new trend here play it for a month we want to know what you think and then they then they then they get things ready to go you know what were the patches during the demo thought it was just loot changes uh legendary farming changes legendary sources changes because they added some of the legendaries uh they made them possible from rerunning missions they closed off the chest and they re-added them to chest after the captain they let the captain farm stay because they thought it was that it was fine uh and then they fixed the loot wiping issue and then they were taking a look at the accolade wiping issue as well as well as other minor tweaks and then there's also some some good things coming for the day one patch especially those that were tired of the cutscene stuff uh lion sin this gives me hope that the game will be amazing same chris tez says i think this is good it means they care about the game and care about the feedback from the community agreed craig chalk says a good thing for sure it's just a reflection of the work that they're putting into the game i feel they are responsive to our demo feedback outriders demo feedback was on point and one of the reasons we know that the outriders feedback from the community was solid feedback was from the stats about the about the, the demo people played it's hard for you to provide feedback on a demo if you played it for like an hour the average person played for four hours this means the more committed players especially those going to the forums and reddit and twitter and other places to issue the feedback they've played enough to really really give you know a, a good uh, a good good summary statement on certain things you know because uh, they've played enough. DTM65. If they didn't have a demo release before the game release, I'd be concerned. Uh, this is most likely tuning based off of the demo results and a few other last-minute changes they decided to work on. The Outriders demo has won them a lot of goodwill, I feel. I wonder how many people are in this camp of like, you know what, ordinarily I'd be a little concerned 
you know, I haven't touched the game yet and they're already patching it. What's that mean? Does that spell trouble? Does that is that a problem? Does that mean things aren't ready to go? Is this was this game rushed, right? Was this was this game rushed? And the the demo comes in and wins all that goodwill and people are like, "Well, not only did they launch a demo, not only did they launch a demo with patches, they continue to have back and forth with the community and implement feedback directly from the community, right? These these are things that wouldn't have happened without a demo, and then that wins goodwill with you, right? That that you you get this you get this sense uh, that that they're 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 paying attention, you know. Somebody's asking if anybody's heard from Distorted Sama. I'm checking him. I, I just checked on him on uh, on Reddit, and he hasn't posted for two days. He posted a comment two days ago on Reddit. Um, he started a Say No to Rage subreddit <laughs> to post about everything that happened to me. If you guys want to go follow that, that that's hilarious. That that was very cool that he did that. But yeah, he started that subreddit. To, and he, you know, I think he moderates it. He's not posted a comment on Reddit for two days. So that is a little concerning. Um, so he's not even like chilling somewhere else. The two places that I would even know to look would be the the Discord and uh, and Reddit. Christopher Wright says it's great. They've been doing a great job patching the game and listening to the players. They're looking pretty good right now. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Adams to art. They've been active enough throughout the demo and I feel these devs are actually making improvements instead of having an oh crap moment before release um this is spot on yeah it doesn't feel like that well I will say that the, the bug for wiping inventories was probably an oh crap moment right isn't he in a training event oh is he like on is he like doing something is he traveling or something Eternal Darkness with a $25 tip through Super Chat. Very generous. Thank you, Eternal Darkness, for the Super Chat t- The super chat tip. says, Hope you and the family have a great day, man. Love the content. I tune in every morning. Also, if you haven't checked out Killswitch Engage's new album, check out Unleashed and Signal Fire. They're bangers. How recently did they release an album? Where's the subreddit? You would have to go and search uh, Reddit for it. It's just under Sanity Rage. Uh... He he went and started a subreddit for um for me like to cover stuff. Yeah, I'm looking. It looks like Killswitch's Engage album Atonement released in 2019. Oh, that's the one you're talking about. Unleashed and Signal Fire are the two. Oh gosh, that scared me. Are the two first tracks on that album? I was checking out an album on Spotify, and all of a sudden the door like clunk open. I was like, oh oh no. 2019 it was released yeah so it's 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 their newest it's their newest i thought you were like oh they released a new album i have i again i don't i don't pay much attention to music right now i just don't have time i could start listening to music but i don't even yeah in any case um tongue twister there a little bit a little bit uh continuing here with the recording if you guys are leaving comments on the poll they might get included in the recording and uh dr phil c says i believe it to be a good thing they probably found a lot of little bugs during the beta and ironed them out. It shows me that the developer invested making the game better. Uh, squash those bugs. Thank you, Outriders Demo. Thank you, Outriders Demo. <laughs> that was the, the thing is, is we have a liner on the door to help with sound blocking, and so when it opens, 
it's not like a quiet open. Do you, you ever have doors in your house that like stick to the frame? So when they open, it's like this loud like crack. It's like clunk. It's like, oh my word. Like every time that, that she opens the, the office door, the door here to the studio, it's super, super loud. Uh, Hilly hijinks. Love the rebrand, Hilly. Hilly says the demo had a massive take up. Not surprised to see a day one patch on a game of this scope. Looking forward to playing. Same same for those of you that don't know on the gaming channel uh we do a friday night stream right now where we try to find goofy games or silly games for me and hilly to play through it kind of happened by sheer happenstance that we played some call of duty together and just had some stupid laughs so last week we played can't drive this another reason to pick vip and hang out in the discord i've been giving away codes i get codes all the time i forgot about this i get emailed steam codes all the time and i gave away uh playstation 5 codes last night or playstation codes for can't drive this tonight on the gaming channel hilly and i will be playing it takes two the brand new co-op game that lands today it looks really really cool uh so bring your drinks and your laughs and make sure you're subscribed to the gaming channel you can use the gaming command or you can go to sntrgaming.com king crab responded to the poll it's a good thing they're not live service but they're present uh a nice distinction a nice distinction live service features I think for some people I remember when they talked about patching and doing updates and people were like I thought they weren't a live service game and I was like I'm what like that's not what a live service game is. a live service game is not synonymous with a game that gets updates and patches a live service game is a game that gets content addition updates expansions and new experiences within a short time after launch this is essentially what a roadmap is right there is no content roadmap for outriders you buy it and that's it that is the game main campaign to level 30 after that the expeditions the challenge tiers of difficulty in the expeditions and the eye of the storm boom $60 full game no live services no live service features planned this doesn't mean they don't do patches updates tweaks adjustments debugs and the like that is a that's a misconception that I was surprised I was really really surprised that people thought that if they do updates patches or fixes that it's a live service game or whatever that's game as a service I don't even know if I'd call it a game as a service though Mo if, if you buy God of War Ragnarok and there's some pesky bugs in the game or some things that get a little weird and they push out a patch either day one or two weeks in you wouldn't be like oh that's a game as a service you'd be like no they're updating their game it's got some issues in it I don't know I know because it's online it gets a little gray it is in a bit of a gray area because they want to maintain that online uh, stability um, so it's, it's, it's one of those things where it, 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 we don't have a hard concrete term for the game but just because they update it and patch it and, and, and fix things doesn't mean it's, it's a live service game right or even a, a game as a service um, what you are saying about that that's a live service game as service is what most people mistake as a live service right it's yeah it's kind of a hybrid I guess Assassin's Creed isn't live service and they make patches all the time right Resident Evil remakes get patches it's not live service or game as a service yeah it's tough because like game as a service um game as a service is 
typically defined as video games or content on a continuing revenue model similar to software as a service so you can't even classify it as a game as service because it's not on a continued revenue model you buy it and that's the end of the matter right you buy it and that is you know that's the end of it i i you know i game as service would mean they're, they're going to continue to try to get revenue from you now a year from now sure that might be the case but at the present time no so back in the day you'd buy a game and get one or two expansions yeah if that i mean cartridge era there was nothing like that it was there was no there was no updates you just waited for a sequel you know it'd have been amazing to have like dlc for something like ocarina of time um, that would have been so cool, right? All of a sudden, like, new areas and bosses and stuff. That would have been stellar. Uh, I still wish that Majora's Mask would have been more like Ocarina of Time. That's, that was always a huge disappointment for me. Um, I know there are people who are, like, diehard Majora's Mask fans, but the trajectory of Zelda for me felt like a record scratch when it was, like, The Legend of Zelda. We don't talk about The Legend of Zelda 2. And then A Link to the Past. And then ocarina of time and then majora's mask what is this like i just i couldn't get into it it was such a record scratch for me which is why breath of the wild was just such a wonderful experience i thought it had been such a long time um since i had you know played a zelda and really really enjoyed it um I'm sorry if I seem uh, jerkish with my takes. I'm just passionate about the game and what is best. I hope the game is amazing and does well. I didn't read anything that I thought was out of line, Krebsy. Um, I picked up Fallout 4 for the first time, and I modded it to be like Silent Hill. Ooh, We need more new horror games for the gaming channel. That's what we need. We need more horror games. Uh, we, 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 that we, we need some of those. Those would be uh, those would be good. We really really enjoy those. Getting me get me all riled up and scared. Uh, Savage Sharkbite says, "I think day one patches are just normal part of development." Now I agree with that. Uh, Mister E says, "No concern. It's so commonplace these days. It's a non-issue for me." Same here. Uh, if you guys want to comment on the poll right now, we're nearing seven hundred votes on this poll. Um, so use the poll command and head on over there. I'll flip the comments in just a second to newest comments first. So you may still be able to get read on the recording here of this episode. If you're newer to the show, this is something that we do Monday through Friday. I comb through the poll responses as well as reading chat to kind of include you guys in the content and in the show. Um, they're all good, but Zelda two is my favorite Zelda two. The side scroller was your favorite. That game was so weird. Most fans of Zelda just don't ever really even talk about that one. I don't know. I know people play through it when they do like a classic Zelda playthrough when they want to play them all or whatever. But generally speaking, I I don't know if I've ever really interacted with anybody who goes back to that one and is like, oh yeah, that that one was good. Like, I don't know. Will you be covering Bethesda Starfield when it drops? If it's a new game and it's relevant, it'll be played on the gaming channel and it'll be covered here on a Friday review rundown. If it's more of an ongoing game or something we can plug a lot of time into, like Outriders, you'll get coverage on both channels in a significant way. So we'll probably spend a a good amount of time and days on Outriders, right? 
We'll be playing it on the gaming channel. We'll be breaking it down over here. First impressions, reviews. We'll talk about loot, rel- you know, rhythm, the different classes. How do the you know when every time an expedition drops, we'll be covering that expedition. What do we think of each one? We'll probably do a review of each expedition. Like we're gonna be really, really diving in deep. Now we have to be careful. Okay, we're always gonna run into this dilemma of squeezing a game for all it's worth and then putting it down that will likely lead people to sub and show up and then leave when we're not talking about it that we can't stop that from happening so to me it makes the most sense strategically to hit that game hard for a couple of weeks with coverage and gameplay and then when we feel it's sort of tapering off or we feel like we've gotten the most out of it that we're going to we'll we'll scale it back to infrequent coverage or weekly coverage or something like that does that make sense so it's unavoidable that's just the way youtube works like you 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 cannot avoid the sort of the need to lean into what's working and then you gotta like you gotta like lean away when it's no longer working it's unavoidable and that's kind of what we're gonna do here new game launches especially all these indie titles have been so so fun and so so good for the gaming channel we've met tons of new people and then every friday we can kind of go through in a quick fashion of like bam 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 here's all the games we've been playing recently uh and that's what's planned for today so when we're done with this outriders discussion you're gonna get up a snapshot of all the games we've been playing on the gaming channel so if you don't watch the channel or catch it it's a great way for you to kind of catch back up and hopefully leads to some cross-pollination of like oh he has a gameplay channel i'm gonna check it out those reviews are really helpful to me if a game's launching on that launch day you hopefully can get one or two hours of gameplay from me to make a decision as a consumer um that's kind of an advantage that we have in the live environment i can jump in day one boom and play the game with you and give feedback and and kind of give like an an on-screen uh review so um, I hear a lawnmower. That is amazing. They might be here. We were, I think they're here. You might hear the lawnmower or the weed whacker in the recording. Yep, they're here. They must be coming today. I thought they were coming on Saturdays. We don't really want them here during the day because I can't really soundproof those windows. I might have to look into it though. We'll have to see. <laughs> it's not a huge deal. I just thought we had them coming on the weekends. Uh, Noberto says, this day one patch has a different feel to it. They went out of their way to update during the demo and it gives me hope uh, for the day one patch. Same. Same, 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 same. Butters says, uh, the game channel is good for amazingly funny moments and additional discussion. Oh, yeah, also I swear over there. So if you if you like to hear me get a little get a little rowdy, um, man, I roasted somebody up yesterday. The end of that 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 um, <laughs> the end of the the Immortals Phoenix Rising DLC stream was uh, it was pretty legendary. <laughs> it was pretty legendary. I I, I kind of unloaded uh, a, a bunch of salt and anger on somebody. It was deserved. It was well. It was it was I think it was well said but um yeah let's uh let's refresh the poll results here for me i want newest comments first i'm going to read through some of the newer comments on the poll uh runner man said making quality of life changes isn't concerning uh they have been great at listening and responding to our feedback they even plan on improvi- improving last gen versions a solid move by people can fly the 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 the, the, the lower gen versions right the lower gen versions are 
obviously a concern for some people because of cyberpunk right right the the, the it was it was it was unbelievable how poorly that game ran on last gen titles until and it still shipped and sold it is unbelievable and so that i think is a completely justified concern that people have and it's good and funny like you know that's a part of gamer expectation now right if a if a developer is speaking to it if a developer is speaking to it it's like it's like this is a concern that people have now you know what i'm saying as a dad i can't allow someone else to cut my grass i mean it's it's time that i get to spend with my kids I, i'm just too busy so i I don't, I don't i don't take like the traditional like american macho dad mantra of like cut your own grass no i'd rather spend time with my kiddos when i have free time like i i, I don't <laughs> i don't care about having somebody mow my grass for me that it saves me so much time uh you know i'm if I wasn't working 80 or 90 hours a week, I might be able to like, oh, it's therapeutic and good. And get you out there and hoo-ha-ha, breathe the air. Like, it, I might think differently, but my gosh. Um, I can. My dad called me last night at 1030 at night, and he couldn't believe I was still working. He's like, he's like this guy. Because he, he is from the era of 50-hour work week, done, you know? And uh, so he's, he's, always, he's always harping on me. He's like, you're working too much. You're working too much. You got to scale back, you know? Uh, so <clears throat> cutting grass is overrated. I did it growing up. I actually kind of I, I, I like I like it. You know, you put some headphones on and then just go and just kind of like there's something therapeutic and satisfying about it. You get you know sweating and pushing the mower and getting nice straight lines. I just legitimately don't have time. Uh, so 50 hour work week. Doesn't that sound beautiful? <laughs> when I'm putting in like 80 to 100 hours a week, I'm like 40 to 50 hour work week. Whoo! Well, that sounds like part time to me. <laughs> oh man! Uh, another recent. Well, actually, actually, hang on. Let's refresh the poll. Let's read some of the most recent comments uh, again here. Newest comment first from Angie says. It's common practice nowadays in the gaming industry, nothing to be concerned with. In fact, it's even a bit reassuring because the devs talked in their Reddit post about the content of the day one patch. It seems like most of the changes are direct responses to demo feedback, so it's not a surprise. Right. Outriders uh, demo is helping us and them for sure. I I think the Outriders demo is just paying dividends of value right now. Uh, big time, uh, big time, and that I think is a, is a, is a huge factor here. So, if you guys are enjoying the stream right now, do me a favor and press the like button. We're about forty likes away from rolling the likes over to seven hundred. And when you enjoy the content and you click that little button, it helps the video get recommended to more people. If you enjoy the back and forth in these polls, you want to make sure you're subscribed. Hit the subscribe and the bell button. We're going to continue talking. I'm going to give you my breakdown. Okay, I'm going to give you my breakdown of the Outriders Day 1 patch. If you're listening to this recording elsewhere, that 10-minute talk will follow this podcast, okay? So, if you want to catch these live, though, and be a part of these discussions and polls, always be sure to go to sntrlive.com. 
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Outriders Day 1 patch. If you're listening to this on any of the other locations or you're watching the YouTube video upload, you can catch me live at SNTRlive.com. We upload these segments in other places so it's easier for you to consume them, but we do a live stream Monday through Friday with polls, discussions, and debates. So always remember to check out SNTRlive.com. It'll bring you to the YouTube channel where we do these. Now, the Outriders Day 1 patch surprisingly enough spurred on a bit of a discussion during one of my gaming channel uh, play sessions we were playing through Immortals Phoenix Rising and the patch day one patch details kind of got revealed that was yesterday and there was a bit of a debate in, in the chat now we, we we did a poll today I wanted to see where people landed I said listen concerning or a good thing is having a day one patch is it concerning or is it a good thing 88% said good thing 12% said concerning and most of the concerned you know, gamers and and consumers, I think, are falling into a category of correlation. They're correlating a day one patch with some of the more notable bad launches recently. You got Cyberpunk, you got Fallout 76, you got Anthem. A lot of these games launched with day one patches and were ultimately terrible, right? They were bad. And a lot of people think that's what a day one patch means, even though day one patches are essentially an industry standard now, not necessarily a sign of problems. Now, the Outriders demo was, for all intents and purposes, a giant success. Tweaks were made to a few legendary farms, as well as some locations that deserved a little bit more legendary love. A pesky inventory wipe bug was patched, and people can fly are currently looking into the accolade wipe issue, an accolade wiping bug that can take place as well. They're, they're still ironing that out. Now, the details of the day one patch are somewhat extensive. It's kind of like a bullet point list, and it has caused some to express concern, while others uh, both expect this to happen, and to a certain degree, they kind of celebrate it. They're like, this is good that they're, they're patching it this early. They were very, very very responsive and good at listening to community feedback during the demo. I think the demo is going to pay the launch week and month dividends of value and quality of life improvement. Now, are day one patches normal and good or are they a cause for concern? First section here, what did they say? So this is just a direct quote. I'm just going to read through this for you. Okay, I want this to be informative even though we're getting into opinion. I want to have all the facts on the table. So this is right from their Reddit post. Now, this is the day one patch. I also have all of the information for the post-launch patch that they will be doing, and that will be in the next section. Now, this is a patch we're hoping to have ready and integrated into preloading even before launch. So this is before launch. And if everything goes to plan, you won't even have to download this on day one. That's a thumbs up. Not some big giant download day one that to obliterate the servers and then you're sitting there waiting, depending on the speed of your internet. There's a possibility that this patch will release on April 1st, day one, and will therefore require an additional download. So they're not promising that to you, but their hope is that this patch hits before April the 1st. So, first bullet point here, many bug fixes and improvements with a particular focus on the latter sections of the game. So, the late game stuff that we haven't even touched yet. Performance improvements for pacing or stuttering that was observed during the demo. Obviously, that's good to hear. Some of the some of the, the, the roughness of the game, the jittery feel, it'd be cool to see that smoothed out. 
Uh, camera smoothing improvements for cutscenes and dialogues. This should reduce the camera shake that some players are struggling with. Cutscenes and dialogue frame rate improvements. PC cutscenes will have the option to choose from 30, 60, 90, and 120. Uh, Series X, Xbox Series X, and the PlayStation 5 cutscenes will be locked at 60. Xbox One and PS4 cutscenes will remain at 30. So they're creating a nice spectrum there. Depending on where you play and depending on what your preference is, the frame rate issues in the cutscenes were a pretty noticeable problem for those of us that play on higher end machines or for those playing on an Xbox Series X or a PS5. One of the primary reasons many people have purchased these brand new consoles is because they want the better frame rate. And it was incredibly jarring to go from 120 FPS gameplay to a jittering slideshow uh, cutscene at 30. Okay? So that's what they said about the day one patch. So this is rough edge smoothing nothing significant here nothing crazy they're smoothing things out this is this is nice to see this is some polish they want to make sure your experience is as good as possible given some of these things that emerged during the demo now second section the patch after the patch below are our intentions for this patch so this is a post-launch patch that will happen a little further down the road we don't know week two weeks however long they've been very quick with their patches so i wouldn't anticipate it being too too long their controller adjustment options such as dead zone adjustment acceleration settings and legacy layouts now i know there have been some people that found the controls with a controller to feel wonky or not not polished and so hopefully this could maybe help with that okay hopefully this could help with that you know smooth some of that out for people loading time improvements for the xbox one and the ps4 consoles so some of you guys that are in the older environment if you guys are listening to the recording or the live stream and you hear the lawnmower in the background we're we're getting them back on their rotation of of mowing the lawn for me and they're supposed to come on the weekends i'll talk to my wife about that loading time improvements for ps4 and xbox one consoles is good to see especially in light of the experiences people had with anthem (laughs) anthem had really terrible load times and the older your console the more you're going to probably face those longer load times without the ssd uh hard drive further performance improvements for co-op games so apparently co-op games were having issues i never i never heard or saw anything myself but they're going to do some more performance improvements for that Crossplay uh friends list and invite system across all platforms this will require you to be using your square enix members account so the crossplay system needs sort of something underneath uh, typically to smooth it out because your friends list on the PlayStation and your friends list on the Xbox are not really they can't really have a conversation so Square Enix members account is sort of the middle man here this is not abnormal this is something that a lot of these games do as a way to make crossplay work bug fixes including for example lore collectibles were bugging out on a second character and the list will continue to be built as we progress through launch so more than likely this patch is going to contain other stuff and other updates given that there'll be probably things discovered in the first week or two of the game's launch so this is what they have planned for both the day one patch as well as for the post-launch patch for outriders i see all good things here what i see here again is is smoothing things out removing bugs and problems and making sure you have a good experience with the game so lastly concern or celebrate this is ultimately the question that we ask during the poll and during this morning's discussion which if you've enjoyed this segment as well as this morning's discussion please hit subscribe and the bell button 
So whenever a day one patch is announced and pushed out, there's a common misconception that this is somehow worrying or a major problem for the game or for the game's developers. Generally, what it means is between the time the discs shipped and the digital versions passed certification, the developers unearthed more things that should be patched or they finally finished solving a problem. If they're working for weeks on a complex problem that they just couldn't nail down because when they make one change to one system, it affects other systems, and they finally solve that problem, it's very possible and likely that that problem was beginning its debugging phase prior to the game shipping gold and the digital versions going through certification. Therefore, once it's finally fixed, you want that as your day one patch like these are things that commonly happen in development cycles and project management i am not trying to be the glass half full guy forcing positivism here like oh i'm just gonna be positive but when a developer is putting in the work all the way up to the 11th hour to ensure the best possible version of the game releases i take that as a good sign most of the time At the very least, it means less problems and issues for the launch day, since virtually all games have some level of of bugs on day one. Obviously, in some cases, the day one patch barely makes a dent in the overwhelming problems that a game launches with. Case in point, Cyberpunk, okay? I don't know if you've been paying attention to Cyberpunk and their patches and their adjustments and their tweaks. That game has a long way to go, still. So many people correlate some of the bigger and bad launches that had day one patches, which with with any game that has a day one patch, okay? In this case, People Can Fly has proven to be both quick, efficient, and accurate to community feedback with their changes and their updates during a demo. We cannot overstate this, I don't think, that they launched a month-long demo and they patched the game during the demo. I said this this morning. Oftentimes, when a demo or a beta or early access releases for a game, it is merely a technical stress test of the game's internal parts as well as the servers and the matchmaking and those sort of back-end things. That is not what this demo was. It was not a stress test. It was not a, well, this is essentially the launch version of the game and we just want to make sure it runs well. This was them actually putting the product out there to, number one, risk exposure of the game not being liked or loved or enjoyed and number two it was an opportunity to unearth extremely pesky bugs like the inventory wiping and the accolades getting wiped accolades getting wiped as well as unhealthy legendary farming patterns that you don't want to have in the main game overall launching a demo and patching the demo and having this amazing what i would consider to be pretty amazing transparency and communication back and forth should give people confidence that the day one patch is not a problem it's a good solution for your experience day one and week one of this game if you're listening to this content elsewhere or watching it elsewhere please be sure to check out sntrlive.com <laughs>